Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 38. Please, Lord, don't punish me when you are mad. Don't discipline me when you are furious. Your arrows have pierced me. Your fist has come down hard on me. There's nothing in my body that isn't broken because of your rage. There's no health in my bones because of my sin. My wrongdoings are stacked higher than my head. They are a weight that's too heavy for me. My wounds reek. They are all infected because of my stupidity. I am hunched over, completely down. I wander around all day long, sad. My insides are burning up. There's nothing in my body that isn't broken. I'm worn out, completely crushed. I groan because of my miserable heart. Everything I long for is laid out before you, my Lord. My sighs aren't hidden from you. My heart pounds. My strength abandons me. Even the light of my eyes is gone. My loved ones and friends keep their distance from me in my sickness. Those who were near me now stay far away. Those who want me dead lay traps. Those who want me harmed utter threats, muttering lies all day long. But I'm like someone who is deaf, who can't hear, like someone who can't speak, whose mouth won't open. I've become like a person who doesn't hear what is being said, whose mouth has no good comeback. But I wait for you, Lord. You will answer, my Lord, my God, because I prayed, don't let them celebrate over me or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips because I'm very close to falling, and my pain is always with me. Yes, I confess my wrongdoing. I'm worried about my sin, but my mortal enemies are so strong. Those who hate me for no reason seem countless. Those who give repay good with evil. They oppose me for pursuing good. Don't leave me all alone, Lord. Please, my God, don't be far from me. Come quickly and help me, my Lord my salvation. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 2 Kings 13, verses 14 through 25. Now Elisha became sick with the illness that would kill him. So Israel's king Joash went down to see him. Joash cried over Elisha, saying, Oh, my father, my father, Israel's chariots and its riders. Elisha told Joash, Get a bow and some arrows. So he brought Elisha a bow and some arrows. Elisha then said to Israel's king, Put your hand on the bow. So Joash put his hand on the bow. Elisha then put his hands over the king's hands and said, Open the window to the east. The king did so. Now shoot, Elisha told him. Joash shot. Then Elisha announced, That's the Lord's rescue arrows. The rescue arrow against the Arameans. You will finish the Arameans off at Aphek. Then Elisha said, Take the arrows. So Joash took them. Elisha then said to Israel's king, Hit the ground with them. Joash hit the ground three times and stopped. The man of God became angry with him. He said, If only you had struck five or six times, you would have finished the Arameans off. As it is, you will defeat them only three times. So Elisha died and was buried. Sometimes Moabite raiding parties used to come into the land each spring. Now it happened once that while a man was being buried, the people at the funeral suddenly saw a raiding party. They threw the body into Elisha's tomb and ran off. 
When the bodies touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. Aram's king Haziel had oppressed Israel throughout Jehoahaz's rule. But the Lord was gracious to Israel and had compassion on them, turning back to them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He didn't allow... He didn't want to destroy them or throw them out of his presence until now. Arang's king Haziel died. His son Ben-Hadad succeeded him as king. Then Jehoahaz's son Joash recaptured from Haziel's son Ben-Hadad those cities that Haziel had won in battle with from Joash's father Jehoahaz. Joash attacked Ben-Hadad three times and took back these Israelite cities. Today's New Testament reading comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 33. So be careful to live your life wisely, not foolishly. Take advantage of every opportunity because these are evil times. Because of this, don't be ignorant, but understand the Lord's will. Don't get drunk on wine, which produces depravity. Instead, be filled with the Spirit in the following ways. Speak to each other with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music to the Lord in your hearts. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submit to each other out of respect for Christ. For example, why should submit to their husbands as to the Lord, and husband is the head of his wife, like Christ is the head of the church, that is, the Savior of the body? So wives, submit to your husbands in everything, like the church submits to Christ. As for husbands, love your wives just like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. He did this to make her holy by washing her in a bath of water with the word. He did this to present himself with a splendid church, one without any sort of stain or wrinkle on his clothes, but rather one that is holy and blameless. That's how husbands ought to love their wives, in the same way as they do their own bodies. Anyone who loves his wife loves himself. No one ever hates his own body, but feeds it and takes care of it just like Christ does for the church, because we are parts of the same body. This is why a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two of them will be one body. Marriage is a significant allegory, and I'm applying it to Christ and the church. In any case, as for you individually, each one of you should love his wife as themselves, and wives should respect their husbands. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 21 through 34. Jesus said to them, Does anyone bring in a lamp in order to put it under a basket or a bed? Shouldn't it be placed on a lampstand? Everything hidden will be revealed, and everything secret will come out into the open. Whoever has ears to listen should pay attention. He said to them, Listen carefully. God will evaluate you with the same standard you use to evaluate others. Indeed, you will receive even more. Those who have will receive more, but for those who don't have, even what they don't have will be taken away from them. Then Jesus said, This is what God's kingdom is like. It's as though someone scatters seed on the ground, then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer doesn't know how. The earth produces crops all by itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full head of grain. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut the grain because it's harvest time. He continues, what's a good image for God's kingdom? What parable can I use to explain it? 
Consider a mustard seed. When scattered on the ground, it's the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all vegetable plants. It produces such large branches that the birds in the sky are able to nest in its shade. With many such parables, he continued to give them the word as much as they were able to hear. He spoke to them only in parables, then explained everything to his disciples when he was alone with them. I worship, 
The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the end of Psalm 37. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their refuge in times of trouble. The Lord will help them and rescue them, rescue them from the wicked, and he will save them because they have taken refuge in him. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was At Your Feet, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.